Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by myself, Drew, my good mate, Phil. Unfortunately, Kent can't be here this week. He's still sitting in the credits for the new Star Wars movie. Anyway, on with the show. Mr. Phil, how are you? I'm quite well, Mr. Drew. How are you? I'm pretty good, actually. I really yeah, am. You, you're feeling okay at the end of, uh, end of that adventure? I'm, yeah, after going through it twice now already it's you said been i 24 hours ago i was still sitting in the midnight showing of star wars the rise of skywalker yes yes um i uh, i went as early as i could this morning without um you know missing out on precious sleep uh, yeah, went, went as early as I could this morning, went and saw it. In fact, the Uber driver kind of looked at me a bit confused when I said I'm going to the cinemas. Um, and they're like, in the morning? And I was like, yep, movies do show in the morning. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I've now seen it. You've seen it twice now. So uh, uh, you can you can um, jog my memory on anything that I've forgotten in the last couple hours since, since seeing yes, the film. Yes, of course. Yeah, but uh, of course, listeners out there, this is our Rise of Skywalker um, review that because does mean because it, it had to happen and it had to happen this week because it was fresh and it all just lined up quite nicely it does mean that there are going to be spoilers if you do not wish to hear any spoilers turn off now go see the film and then come back and tune in um, or go ahead and press play on about six other episodes just so we get the listener count up uh, if you could no <laughs> but anyway yes this is our Rise of Skywalker review yeah Drew we needed to do one we did. We did. Um, let's get straight into it then, shall we? Yes, let's. So, I'm going to kick off just with a brief explanation. Um, what better way to do it than thank you, IMDB, the logline for the film. The surviving resistance faces the First Order once more in the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. Very ominous, very... Mm. Telling nothing at all. It does. Much like every trailer for the movie, it told nothing. And I, I didn't did. even realize how much nothing we actually got given. Well, that's just straight off the bat there. That That's a very interesting, interesting thing that you say that. And it's very true. Um, trailers today either give away the entirety of the film or show so little with such little relevance that you don't care. This one, I think the trailers did a terrific job in mm. making you want to see it and feeling intrigued. But really, yeah, having seen it, absolutely nothing of any relevance at all was in that whatsoever. But they did mm. a great job. A lot of money was spent on those trailers, no doubt. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy with it, though. Just Yes. So, uh, fresh out of the cinema, Drew. Um, yes. I know that there has been a lot of pa- a lot of panning of this film. A lot of people are livid with it. A lot of people do not like it. A lot of people are pissed off at it. Think it's wrong. Think it's not where it should have gone. Um, those are my thoughts for this trilogy existing and the storyline in which the trailers exist. Yep. But but. You know, the way we're going into this review, I have been quite critical of other films before. This film I will also be critical of, but I'm a fan of this film. I am a fan of uh, Star Wars, The Rise 
of Skywalker. I'm not a fan of this third Skywalker trilogy, but I am a fan of this film. Interesting. Yes. Your views, your thoughts. I know that uh, when I told you that I... When I left the cinema, you asked me straight off the bat, you said, what did I think? Yeah. And I told you, I like the film. I think it's the best in the trilogy. Mm. And you said, interesting. I may agree with you, but interesting. And uh, yeah, I think that is interesting. Um, I think it is interesting that that this we're in this situation. Um, I think that a lot of people are being somewhat critical of their distaste for the trilogy or their dislike of the trilogy and taking it out on this being the final film in it. Mm. I think that's where a lot of the kind of unhappiness is coming from. Um, and I, and I say that because I think a lot of people were hoping that the wrongs that were created in the previous two films, I think a lot of people were hoping that those wrongs would be rewritten or corrected. And I think that that is impossible to do when you have the starting of the trilogy, the first leg of the trilogy, be so, um, I think, misguided and uh, out of touch and not appropriate um, and telling such a unsavory and unjust and not what we deserved storyline. Um, I think that the fact that we started off so wide of the mark that we should have for the new Skywalker trilogy means that these this trilogy was always destined to fail in the eyes of those that are the harshest critics, which are Star Wars fans themselves. Yeah. Um, because that's where we started. The second one, I think, did a massive job at trying to course correct by making it a new trilogy, not the same story again, and not undoing all of the work from last time Mm. Um, like the first one did. And by that, I mean the first one kicked off with the exact same story again, this time with some new characters and some old characters just to make you feel a little bit more whimsical and happy and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. The second one course corrected a lot by making those original characters seem a lot more badass and kind of a little bit more edgy and a little bit wiser and more grown up and, you know, done with this sort of shit. You know, I'm talking about Luke Skywalker here with just, you know, really being like, I'm not going to just be the kind of pathetic pushed around guy that I think he was in many ways in, in the original uh, trilogy. You know, he's stronger. He's going to show everyone who's boss because he is boss. Um, and that's what we got. And a lot of Star Wars fans panned the, the sequel there. Um, what was it, The Last Jedi? Yeah. Because because it wasn't doing any sort of fan service. Um, and that's fair, but I think it needed to happen for how wide of the mark the first one was. And then everyone was hoping, everyone that was a critic of the first one, everyone that was a critic of the second one, were all putting their money on this one, the third one, The Rise of Skywalker, solving all of their issues. So straight off the bat, you were never going to please everyone because you, you could either... It's not possible well, with Star Wars. No, exactly. And you were either going to appease the fans from the first of the trilogy or the second of the trilogy. Not yeah. everyone. So that's automatically 50% of your audience there. This film then, um, 
you can tell, and and we'll get more to it because you made a great point of saying that, and and our friend Bianca also said it, mm. being that J.J. Abrams, it feels like he maybe made two different films and merged them into one, seeing as he didn't get a crack at doing the second film yeah. um, in the series. So therefore, this film was automatically then distancing more of the audience because it split that that interest again, um, and. Look, it, it. I think that, like we saw with the, with episode one, two, and three, um, which is, I guess, the middle trilogy. I guess because you can't say the first trilogy, the middle trilogy. Uh, the third film's the best in the series because it does the best job at wrapping up the story, which it has to wrap up. Yeah, but it also steps it forward a notch and does everything a little bit better. I think tells the story a little bit more interestingly. Um, intertwines several storylines a little bit better. It gives us kind of the twists and the turns that maybe we should have had from the other two. Um, it does a better job at nailing down kind of the story arc within this film, I think happened a lot better than the story arcs within the other two films. Yeah, I'd agree. We'll get more to the, well, I'll get more to the story in a moment. Drew, your initial kind of word vomit, your gush, your uh, thoughts thoughts on this and yeah go I think I was very lucky I did our usual I went to midnight at George Street yep and I was very lucky I was in a sold out session with like-minded people and you know the drill with the midnight sessions people mm. are loud they're there Whooping because and cheering they're not yeah. there to be dead silent for two and a half hours. They're there to cheer and to clap and to gasp and to laugh and to cry together audibly and to show their appreciation for what they're watching. And that's, to yeah, me, that's the point of it. That yeah. is the whole point. And that is that encapsulates Star Wars and the effect that Star Wars has had on several, now, several generations. It that's what it should be and i absolutely got swept up in it i was cheering and clapping and being one of those people very happily and i think that helped sell the movie for me and it helped make me enjoy it as much as i did i personally i, I think it, it would be my favorite of the three and that's really hard because i think the last jedi is a fantastic film I'm one of a few that think that because I know the fandom likes to trash it every chance they get. I think I think Star Wars has some of the most toxic fans ever out of anything. But mm. they they absolutely trash the last Jedi for all it's worth and I think it's a fantastic film. But in terms of looking at this as a trilogy as a installment out of nine, out of a 40 plus year history, I definitely would consider this to be the best of these three entries. Yeah. It just, yeah, it does everything that it's meant to do. You have your heroes. And for the first time that I've noticed in the history of Star Wars, you have your three main characters on missions together for the majority of the film it's not like a new hope where you start with one you assemble the second one and eventually they get the third one 
and even then they split their own ways again with one of them returning at the final seconds. Then in Empire, they scattered their separate ways at the very beginning and they don't come back together at all, really, until the third Mm -hmm. one. And even then, they're not together for the whole thing. Yeah. And the prequels never did it either. It just... No, the prequels are just a mess. (laughs) Well, they're they're a different kind of thing. Rather than, like, yeah, we know that they're not great. We know that they are not this, that, and the other. But do you know what they are great at? They're great at being a representation of the world that it was in before the Empire. Like, I, yeah. I, I, think, I think as political films, they're very good. And as a representation of what that universe was like before Vader, I think it's a very good representation. No, I, I, I agree with that, that assessment. I mean, look, you are spot on in that these, those, the, the, the prequel trilogy absolutely set up um, the world. They also, um, well, yeah, they set up the world. They yeah. do a great job at being, as you said, political films. I mean, I, I, you're correct. They are fantastic political films. I think that the issue that it did was it ostracized so many of the fans because not enough people give a shit about the political side of it no. and they wasted the opportunity at the prequels and I think that was their mistake but you're right they, they do set up the world um, perfectly uh, I think that if we look at that then if we look at do the do each of the trilogies set themselves or interact with each other well the the original trilogy is obviously it, it is what it is it sits where it is the one before it set up the original trilogy I think yeah. that the ones that don't fit is this new trilogy because it just has absolutely no genuine connection to the past. It it again, we try to rewrite Star Wars again and pretend like nothing happened because that's definitely how it felt like with um, The Force Awakens. Then it felt like we tried to course correct to the point where we went so far the other way and it was almost the sequel to a film that never existed. So it was kind of a bit of disconnect there yeah. for the last Jedi. I am a fan of the last Jedi, by the way, I think that it, it is, it deserves the sequel. Bef- it, it deserves to have the film before it, that it kind of built on, mm. which we didn't have. Um, and then there's this one, which like, uh, revenge of the Sith, um, for the prequel trilogy, it's wraps up that storyline perfectly and ends it in a good spot. And I think that that's what happened here. I just wh- think that this one wrapped up a trilogy that should never have existed in terms of the storyline that we got. It's two different visions that are clashing here, though, because Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams have two very differing ideas of Star mm-hmm. Wars and about what this trilogy should have represented or what Star Wars should have represented, even. But... I like all of it. I just, I think that there is a clear clash there and it causes a massive rift between the three films. Mm. Having, like, I I love The Last Jedi, but we walked out of The Rise of Skywalker going, well, it's rendered The Last Jedi useless because this has basically served as a sequel to The Force Awakens. Yeah, exactly. It, just... it it very much did. And and look, um, 
again, I am a fan of this film, and I think it's my favorite in in, in the out of the three. But there is definitely room for improvement in many ways, and I think that the whole political side of it, and I don't mean the political side of it in terms of Star Wars, yeah, policy and you know um, the Republic and all that. I don't mean that. I mean in terms of the actual politics, J.J. Abrams versus Ryan Johnson versus yep. Disney versus Lucasfilm, that politics versus the fandom, that politics is what's caused so many issues because this trilogy, I think J.J. Abrams, I give him full credit for this this film because it is, again, my favourite out of the three. Yeah. But the first one was such a misguided mistake and set off from such a bad spot that I don't blame what Ryan Johnson did in his one. Yeah. Because he I was agree. like, well, the first one was just such a waste of an opportunity. Like, it totally missed the mark. I think the first one of Force Awakens is my least favorite. No, in fact, I know it is my least favorite. Because I just hate how far off, you know, the anticipation of, like, finally, those those that prequel trilogy that we had was garbage, Basically, the the Phantom Menace or well, our Phantom Menace was trash. Um, Attack of the Clones was trash. Double trash. And then, <laughs> and then the second half of Revenge of the Sith was the only redeeming factor out of the entirety of that original trilogy of that um, prequel trilogy. This one, then, we're like, finally, Disney that actually seemed to do what people want a lot of the time. Credit where it's where it's due. They do a good job of, of giving a lot of people what they want, including taking this off of George Lucas, who was doing a terrible job with his own franchise. Yeah. Um, thank you for doing that. Thank you for rescuing Star, uh, Star Wars. Then they give us that film, and it's like, really? That's what you gave us? You, you couldn't be bothered coming up with a new concept? You gave us literally the same thing. In the process of doing so, shat on... The original trilogy then because you just undid all of its existence so then we had the second one where, where i think it felt like disney kind of went shit we should do something a little bit more bold here go for it go for it ryan johnson do, do what you want to do do whatever you want to do with your one mm. and he did made make a badass one but then people went wow that's too far the wrong way compared to what we had in the force awakens it doesn't really fit and it's like well good because the force awakens doesn't deserve any sort of sequel jj abrams then came in and went okay You've sent it too far the other way, and that's not what I did. It's not what I was doing with um, The Force Awakens. So let me show you how I was meant to finish it. And he did a bloody good job at finishing it off Given with The, the Rise circumstances. of Skywalker. But he did a shit job at making a sequel. But, but look at all the circumstances. You've lost your, your lead actress who you're meant to be hinging the story around. Mm-hmm. You've been given the movie at the last second because the studio was not happy with the original intended writer director mm-hmm. he had to hit a deadline with w- working with an unknown script he had to come up with it on the spot had to find a way to incorporate the fact that his actress had died and had to mm-hmm. somehow have them in there in a meaningful way he had to wrap up not just three movies, but nine movies in one. Mm-hmm. He's also got to try and find a way to make it passable, but make it acceptable for the the many rather than tailoring to just a few. It, I, I, just, yeah. I think the whole thing is a Herculean task. So the fact that it wasn't any worse 
is mm. just a shock to me. I think they did a good job given the circumstances. Well, I, I, I think they did a good job regardless of the circumstances. I, I yeah. think that this was the strongest one in the series because it was the strongest in the series. Um, yeah. I think it told the most complete story. I, I think that's... I mean, that's almost a discredit to The Rise of Skywalker... Uh, sorry, the... Um, the Last uh, Jedi. The, the Last Jedi. Because it's in the middle of a series, it kind of can't have a a meaningful start or finish because it's kind of going to lead in from one thing and lead it into another thing. I think that um, I but, hope... But that... I think... Yeah, yeah. I think that they did a good job anyway when, in, in um, The Last Jedi. In this one, I think that it did a great job at wrapping it up. And, um, you know, massive spoiler here. So again... If you're still not gone, go if you really want to know what happens without hearing it from us. Yeah. I think the fact that Palpatine in it makes it as much a a Palpatine, um, you know, set a nine rather than just a Skywalker saga. It's the Palpatine saga too, because he's been around in all of it then. Yeah. He's been, he's, it, it's, it's just, it's just as much about the Skywalkers versus Palpatine but you it, know, as but anything else. But that's how it's meant to be. And this is what I was explaining to the others last night after the movie. Palpatine influenced the midichlorians to create life in Shmi Skywalker, resulting in mm. Anakin. He manipulated it. He manipulated Anakin into being. Mm. He's the reason Anakin was born of no father. He's the reason he was born at all. He influenced it to create his own successor it was an intentional plan yeah like it has to come full circle with him there and i and i i kind of think it came full circle there by the end of return of the jedi but at the same time i, th I think we're victims of our own curiosity where we've spent years going but what happens next but what happens next and George never made it easy for everyone because he was always quite candid in interviews decades ago about the fact that he wanted to do the sequels as well, that he had written several episodes that it wasn't just the, the three or the six, that there were mm. more episodes written, that he had a plan for them, that he wanted to show them older. This was the, the key with it. I think it's interesting that... I mean, I think it would have been nice if they did it the other way around, where George Lucas got to do the sequels rather than the prequels. I think that yeah. that would have been... I mean, I, I think that that would have been nicer decades later to come back and create this story, because then you don't require the the services of well the original cast in many ways. Apparently he w JJ consulted with him quite heavily on this script mm. on episode nine. They met with George before they shot anything. He read through the script. He gave them notes. They had a discussion about it and about where it was going, what it was going to do. And it, like, he was very helpful apparently. Excellent. That's very nice to hear. But, um, Okay, looking at this film, looking at this film on its own now, let's let's strip away the sequels, let's strip away away everything else. Yeah. Let's look at this let's look at this film. Um, let's look at it as this was Leia's story, but hard to say oh hard to do without Leia there. 
um, yeah. or with, with Carrie Fisher passing away um, before this one was completed. Um, and then this is this is this is the this is the storyline they give us. This is where it starts. Yeah, and this is where it finishes. Um, thoughts on on this film alone. This film alone. Um, it's visual effects, sound effects. Um, it's scripting. It's pacing. Lighting. It's lighting. Um, what? Where? Do, you know? What do you think about the film itself? I thought it was so well handled. You look at shots, uh, like like the opening shots with Palpatine when when Kylo Ren first goes to see him. How incredible mm. was that? It mm-hmm. was powerful. The shots were eerie. I actually found this to be the darkest Star Wars movie since Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. It was dark and terrifying and confronting. And it did all the things that it should do in that instance. So I thought visually, like, they hit the nail on the head with it. It had all its trademark Star Wars moments. It had its cool transitions between scenes. It had a killer audio mix. I also Mm -hmm. found it really interesting that while John Williams has come back and done what is now his final Star Wars movie, there is not a massive amount of music charged through the film. If you have a look at Ben and Ray's lightsaber duel on the Death Star, mm-hmm. all you can hear are the sabers and the waves crashing. There is no music. It's just cut completely so that you are feeling as if you were there within that moment, in that scene with them. Mm-hmm. And it's really eerie. I didn't notice it as much the first time I watched it, but... After after I'd watched the movie, I got the soundtrack on Spotify and noticed that the soundtrack only went for about an hour and 16 minutes. Out of a nearly two and a half hour movie, that's not a big chunk. No, that's that's very true. I didn't even consider the... I mean, I noticed that the, the kind of the um, establishing shots at the start of the film, definitely... Yeah. I mean, they were very Star wars very, very Star Wars. Um, the big themes and stuff like that and... and, and uh, these these uh, fantastic kind of sweeping views and what we're looking at and everything like that. But yeah, you're you're totally right in that. Yeah, there there was a lot. I mean, I think that they've done probably the best job on this one. I think that the 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 yeah the sound effects are probably my favorite thing. I loved when Palpatine shot the the, the bolts out of his the ends of his fingers and started bringing down all of the um, resistance troops oh or all their goodness. spacecrafts. Like the sounds of that, you you kind of felt the the gravity of it, and you know the what, sound of the, the what lightsabers. Kind of I think were it was you so at? good. It wasn't an IMAX, but it was a, the bigger screen at um, where I go to. It's the kind of the main screen without it being the IMAX screen at the cinema. Cinema. I was at. What, what cinema it, it kind of, were you at? A, uh, View V U E. Oh okay. Yeah, it's um yeah the local cinema. It's uh it it's probably it probably rivals. Um, the extreme screens at, at Hoyt's. Okay, so that was about the size of it. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Not bad. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. Um, and yeah, look, I think that the 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 sound effects have been fantastic. Again, linking mm. back into the fact that this is a, these are sequels. I think from what we got for the idea of what lightsabers are, <clears throat> the sounds yeah. that they make, 
the way that they look, the way they glow and kind of like, uh, well, the way they emit light and, and interact with each other when they hit each other. Yeah. <clears throat> we kind of got how that looks. I think that with this new trilogy, I think that they did a great job at the sounds, updating the sounds of the lightsabers. Mm. I love the fact that Kylo Ren's, um, uh, what would you call it? Like the sword, the light sword. Um, I love the fact that it almost spewed like flames coming off of it. Like yeah. you could see it almost looked like it was liquid with the way it was like radiating this light. Um, I don't know if and you I- noticed it, in that, in mm. that battle on the death star, when each of them, one after the other, uses the force to stop the saber hitting them. And yeah. you just see the streaks coming off it and yeah, you can hear yes. it. And, oh my yeah, goodness, it, that It is that interacting with weirdly. It but just... even the shot even even the shot where they where where um Chewie got taken taken prisoner. Yeah. And they were take they're taking it in turns, almost like children trying to bring down this the this ship. um this craft. Yeah, bring it down. And then Ray just kind of cracks it and gets this like almost childish tantrum kind of thing and shoots the rays out from her fingertips and explodes the ship and it just shocks everyone. Everyone's like, what was that? Yeah. And you know it then. Um, I'm trying to think, was that before or after we found out that she was a Palpatine? Before. But I yeah, saw so that therefore I was, it showed I was terrified. The, yeah. I was like, oh my well, God. Because the last time we saw that was palpatine like we hadn't seen that since so no. it was like where what is that i did so that was I, that was pretty cool i didn't immediately just assume that they were related though i saw that and i thought okay there is a sith link in here because that's no terrifying. exactly exactly i was trying to because i was trying to work out what's that connection yeah we know where we've seen that before but how does this work into ray if ray is just the child of some random people who I've, is she? What is the connection? I've been trying to do the math with Palpatine's children because mm. they've, they've said that Ray's father is Palpatine's son. Mm-hmm. But looking at him, he, he looks, age-wise, he looks like he was conceived after Palpatine became the Emperor. Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to think. <laughs> Which working is it out, so it doesn't a little fit, bit creepy. <laughs> doesn't fit because he was well. already, as he put it, scarred and deformed. Yeah. It just... So I don't understand how. I think that that's a little bit of a plot hole there, and that's kind of why I'm a little bit against the fact that Palpatine does exist. Again, I think that it worked for the film, but I think that it doesn't really work for the entire um, saga. But if the you fact remember, that he's still around. If you remember, when there was only the original trilogy, no one knew anything else about any of them. Like No, no one that's even, true. No one even knew that the Emperor's name was Palpatine. No one knew that his Sith name was Darth Sidious, because those phrases were never used in the original trilogy. And I, I was thinking back on how well this one links up to the entire timeline and the fact that they used the name Palpatine so much in this one, that the fact that they even used the phrase Sith a lot in this one, where even it didn't the phrase exist, Sith really. didn't exist in the original trilogy. There was the dark side. Mm. I think if they mentioned Sith, it's only mentioned sparingly. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, it look there. There are there are plot holes throughout, you know. And, and yeah. in terms of just 
the understanding that everyone has of the world that they're in changes so much off camera that it's almost like well not very consistent um but having said that though you know we were talking off air and, and even spoke on here about the fact that we got Ray's story. We got Ray's story in, um, in the Last Jedi. Yeah. That she's not the daughter of anyone significant. That's totally bullshit. But we we believe that, and I, I, and the way that Kylo Ren told her that, he meant it. He thought so yeah. too. I mean, he knew that. Now he he knows more. He got told more by Palpatine at the start of this one. But it it it's all just a little bit too convenient. It always is, in though, many and, that, and that's part of Star Wars. Yes, it, it yes and no. It they get away with it in other films, in the other films, because they can. And the reason, and, and I mean that as in, we knew nothing about Star Wars, so it's okay because we're learning everything to do with it now. We are learning it as we go. So, oh, there's more information? Oh, okay. I'll take that new information on board. There's a new planet to go to? I'll take that new information on board. Oh, you got a little bit of this? Oh, I'll take that yeah. on board. Oh, Luke Skywalker is Darth Vader's son? I'll take that on board. Oh, my God. So is Leia. Leia's Luke Skywalker's... Uh, sorry, is um, um, Anakin Skywalker's daughter? Darth Vader's daughter. Are you serious? Okay, I'll take that information on board. You know, we're learning like that all the time. Now with this trilogy, they can't get away with the same thing. Because they've explained X amount in the prequel trilogies, they explained X amount in the original trilogy. I feel like they just... I feel like they thought they could get away with it because, in inverted commas, it's Star Wars. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think you can, and I don't think they could. Um, and, and again... You're almost seeing the 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 the, 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 the you know the, the battle of the the directors, the battle of the creators, when you see that Ray's story is that she's an absolute nobody, and that's a disappointment. I thought she was a Skywalker. Oh, I got that wrong. You know, here I was thinking that maybe she's Luke Skywalker's daughter. Like, ah, oh, I got that wrong. I'm such an idiot. Or maybe she's um, Kylo Ren's sister or something. Mm. No, nah, I got it wrong. Oops, how silly of me to consider something like that. Turns out she's absolutely no one. Well, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. I think you missed a trick there. You should have gone for the obvious play there, and you didn't. You missed a trick. Oh, well. And then in this one, we come out and find... turns out that that's actually... Actually, remember what we told you? No, ignore that. What, we're, what we really mean is this is the story. I suddenly don't care anymore because I feel like I already got the answer, so it's not mind-blowing anymore and this i know is the, the thing, answer i don't care this is the thing that's bugging me it's a lack of consistency across the trilogy because it's not the same mind or the same exact uh voice to all three and i know <laughs> george didn't direct the original all three in the original trilogy he only directed the original movie but mm -hmm. he still wrote the other films and he still wrote them with Lawrence Kasdan or he wrote them himself or whatever. He still was the key voice. You get here, and even though JJ produced the second one, Ryan Johnson was given whatever he wanted to do there. He had carte blanche. And, that, and that's, that's and a mistake from the start. And that's a mistake from the start, you know. It, it should have um, been one been... vision. 
Yeah, and look, again, I, I don't have an issue so much if there's a different director, but they should have been using someone else's script. They should have yeah. been using J.J. Abrams' script. They should have been using the same mind to do the, the whole thing. You know, who can come up with the... It should have been who can come up with the best vision. You come up with the best vision, okay, you can write your trilogy, not... Who can come, with the, come up with the best vision for where to start? Okay, who can yeah. come up with the best vision for the middle? And who can come up with the best vision for the end? This That's is where a mistake. That sort of thing is only acceptable in a writer's room where it's yeah. a collaborative effort over one whole thing. This wasn't that. This was person A does movie A, person B does movie mm-hmm. B. And initially it would have been person C does movie C, except mm-hmm. they brought person A back to do movie C. Yeah, and and I don't think this changes my opinion on that this is the best film in the series. And I don't no, think no, that this I... and I think it's also this and when I say series I mean this trilogy. Yeah. Um and I don't think it's fair that this film's getting as much criticism as it is because it's not this film's fault for existing. It's on the back of two completely disjointed um films again the first of which set off completely undoing in many ways the work of the original trilogy that we all know and love. Um, yeah. Completely kind of setting aside how that ended and just going, okay, we're going to start from here and we're going to give you X amount of characters. Yeah. You're going to know who none of them are. Very much like what the original trilogy did, but that's because we didn't know anything about Star Wars because Star Wars didn't exist yet. Hmm. This one, it exists, and so do the prequels, and so does so many other, you know, side pieces which have now been dismissed as nothing and removed from canon. And then and other side what... pieces that are canon. I- exactly. And then this is what we get instead. Like, are you kidding me? So the criticism, I think, is misdirected at this film when it should be this trilogy. Yeah. Um, I'm all for there being a sequel trilogy to Star Wars the original trilogy. I'm absolutely Mm. for that. And I think that they could have been fantastic. I think visually they were fantastic. I think sound wise, they were fantastic. Score wise, they were fantastic. Cast wise, I think they were cast pretty bloody well as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm this film. I think I completely, I don't see that Ray is a female for the sake of being female. No. Um, which you're seeing in a lot of films these days. I think that Ray is a great choice to be kind of the next thing. It's kind of that it's left field, but not because she's a girl. It's left field because of where she is and how she is and what we're seeing and, and what, a, what does she do. And As a mm. character, she's a well-written character. Her Yeah, the, yeah. The situations she gets put, put in, they're a different story. But as a character, she's well-written and well-performed. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that there are so many things for this that are so good and could have been so perfect. I just think that the execution for The Force Awakens was poor. Again, I I quite liked the film at the time, but because I just needed that Star Mm. Wars fix. Yeah. I think that there was, there there was, and there was a lot of things that were right with it. Again, the setting, um, the acting, kind of, I love the fact that we got a stormtrooper that rebelled. We've just seen these stormtroopers up until The Force Awakens. Stormtroopers were just these really shit-aiming guys that were kind of pathetic and were just so um, expendable. 
But suddenly there was a person behind the mask and we got this like awesome launch into it. We saw kind of like the the leader of the stormtroopers there who then got killed off. Can't remember the actor's actor's name. Um, whoever played Brienne, um, you know, yep. a strong cut like that was cool. Remember the first scene of A Force Awakens, the way it starts off with, Ooh, yeah. um, you know, in that little town there, and it all kind of goes wrong, and Poe's trying to escape with this new droid called BB-8, which is a really interesting kind of cool droid, and and you know, it's interesting, mm. and the way that then we see Kylo Ren for the first time stopping that 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 um, laser beam from the blaster in time. And then when he's finished talking, he just lets it go and lets the blaster shot. Like we saw something interesting and that could have been such a cool start. It could have been like this, this rebel force building up to bring back the dark side. Instead we got, mm. no, no, the rebels are the good guys again. It's like, well, how the hell did that happen? They were winning. Like in the, at the end of the last film, there were bloody Ewoks, you know, singing their bloody jungle songs, but suddenly now they're the minority. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then we got the sequel to that, which was kind of trying really hard to correct where this should have kind of gone, but it didn't do the best job either. But it, it was yeah. still a better entry. Still a better entry, that's it's, for sure. It and still I think feels the fact like that people pan it. It feels mm. like a lot of course correction in there, and I understand. And there was why. there was in this one too. Yeah, it just. I think Star Wars fans have ruined it for Star Wars fans because they are so outspoken and Disney has just gone, okay, how do we keep them happy? How do we make it and make them happy all at once? And apparently the, everyone seemed to just want nostalgia. So Disney gave nostalgia and it's this horrific case of be careful what you wish for because yeah everyone got exactly what they wished for which was yeah not good enough and ryan johnson was the only one who was prepared to go you know what actually you may think you want this but you really don't this is what you will need and i think and i firmly believe that the last jedi will 20 years from now will be looked upon the same way the empire strikes back is looked upon well i hope so because it deserves it i mean again think of think of yeah. Think of how good the um, the prequel to um, the Last Jedi could have been. Think think of yeah. that. Think of think of that Luke Skywalker in there. That kind of attitude and cynical and done with this shit kind of attitude. Think of that Luke Skywalker. Think of that in 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 a in a prequel to that, and then think of that in a sequel to that. Like. Think of that mindset. That's what we should have had. I think the fact that it was the middle film is is sad because I think we got a glimpse at what something that should have been a complete story. Yeah. Again, it was it was slotted in between two halves of a story, basically, at, which is at the, the Force same, Awakens and the, the third one. At the same time, I feel like JJ didn't even get to explore everything he wanted to. The fact that he finally got to give us the Knights of Ren, but didn't get to give it to us as anything more than a plot device. Yeah, that, just a bunch of guys standing around, yeah. That was disappointing, because I feel like we earned Ben's battle with them at the end. We earned it from his side of it, but we haven't earned it from the side of getting to know who the knights were, or really much else about why they existed. I remember yeah, Snoke I, I made... Agree. Snoke made some vague remark that 
that he helped to assemble them and that he left Kylo in charge. But other than that, it doesn't really go into anything. They are his knights. They followed him around the place in this one, but they don't really serve a greater purpose. And then somehow they are already on the planet with the emperor before he got there. Mm -hmm. There's just weird little inconsistencies in there. And I, I don't think they're there for any other reason except that they have had trouble trying to make a makeshift movie. Yeah, I com- completely agree. And look, there are a lot of things right with it. And I think that the fact that this film ended the nine, all nine films, I think was a good ending. Because I think it was that, yeah. that um, you know, I don't think you can outdo the original trilogy, but it kind of outdid no. the... the um, the battle between Palpatine and um, and Ray, you know, it it, it I mean, it, by that I mean it outdid the one with Luke and kind of Darth Vader coming good at the end there. You know, it outdid that in terms of the. I think that Palpatine probably had some doubt about where he could go, and the fact that then Darth Vader proved him right with a little bit of doubt or or at least made him wake up to the fact that there was doubt i think he would have then doubted that that could happen again to him the fact that that happened again to him but to an even greater level um was interesting i still don't understand the rise of skywalker i don't know where the the rise was um we see at the very end there the fact that ray takes on the skywalker name as a kind of just way of getting that old lady to walk off i mean who knows she probably could just be like yeah no i am that's what I see myself as, but really, she's not a Skywalker, so that's there's no rise of Skywalker there. You mentioned that maybe it was the rise of Ben becoming Ben again and not being Kylo Ren anymore, but he also already rose in the sense that he already became as close to a Jedi as he could before he went and turned to the dark side, so he kind of didn't rise either, so there wasn't really a rise of anyone. I think that the only way they could have gotten away with it being called the rise of Skywalker was if Rey turned out to be a Skywalker, as we kind of all hoped and thought all along. Yeah. Um, and the fact that she, the fact that she wasn't makes it a bit, like, stupid. The name doesn't fit because no one rose as a Skywalker. Um, I, perhaps, I, I, I've said this to you already, but I, I feel like The Rise of Skywalker addresses the redemption of Ben Solo. But on top of that, I think it's the idea of the Skywalkers finally achieving this thing that they've chased for so long that Luke and Leia have chased that Ben has not known what to do with and neither did Han no one understood and they're now trying to culminate all of this together I, I I think it really addresses the fact that it's the Skywalker name and everything it stands for will take its place and will rise above the Sith but to do it through Rey who is not a Skywalker and who takes the name that I'm I'm a little unsure of yeah and And my fear is that that's that's kind of fan service by calling her Rey Skywalker at the end there but I think that's not very appropriate fan service no no, I didn't I didn't think that was appropriate I I think maybe if she just stayed silent or had just gone just Rey might have been better because again, this undoes the this undoes the ending of the Last Jedi. 
The whole point of that cold ending on The Last Jedi with the kid that had the Force abilities mm-hmm. looking up in the sky, the whole point of that was to prove that Star Wars could be about anyone. You didn't have to magically just be a Skywalker for it to work. You didn't have exactly. to be one of the families. So I felt like it undid that. I think that it was also... <sighs> they say that that's the last of the, the Skywalker saga. Well, that Isn't means that they can't go back to... Well, well, I, I kind of hope not. The reason why I say that, and I know that that's a really bad thing to say, I think, in many ways, because I think a lot of people will kind of be like, just let it die. But I think it shouldn't be. The fact that they've shown that... The fact that they showed at the end of, of um, The Last Jedi, that scene with the kid, that mm. kid's part of the Skywalker saga because he was shown in the saga. He's part of the saga. Yeah, That's where he lives. He's part of it. You can't just go off and do a separate film about him. I mean, maybe you can, but I don't think you can. I think I don't think you should. Um, I also think that we, and I said it to you almost jokingly, but, you know, there's the scene where where um, Finn was like, just before they sunk into the quicksand, I never got to, I never got to tell you, Ray, oh, yeah. and then they fell well, through. Welcome to an unresolved plot issue from the, from the yeah. movie. The fact that then Ray and Ben kissed and it was like, oh, look at that. They're like, they're in love with each other because they're good and evil, but there's always been good in him and she likes the bad guy and, you know, <laughs> that's very nice. What the fuck about Finn? Finn is in love with her. Come yeah, on. And like, we never what's got gonna happen? to express it. Never got to express that. We never got to see them make babies. We never got to see their children. You know, we, we didn't get to see any of that. We didn't get to see any of these kids that are suddenly called... Skywalker or last named Solo or last named I don't know Stormtrooper or whatever his last name is like we never get to see that and we met this other person which was another renegade runaway Sky um, Stormtrooper you know this other character like and and Rose as well like what happens to Rose like just that character that the very annoying character that got a lot of attention in the last one suddenly she's just part of the gang and now we also yeah. got Dominic Monaghan from Lost in the background there, just suddenly taking all of the extras lines, he's the one that gets to say all of those extra lines that wasn't there at any other point in any other film. Where the hell has he been hiding? You know, it's like... <laughs> there's a lot of plot holes, there's a lot of things that they started talking about, there's a lot of stories that they opened up yep. that now can't be finished. Um, you know, but look still having said that it's still the best in the the, the, the trilogy like that's and it's that's saying something ride. about the dis that's the same thing something about the disjointedness of them and it absolutely is a wild ride it um like i don't know if you notice but the movie never stops to take breath ever it just goes it hits the floor running and it just goes from scene to scene to scene it never pauses it never gets dull it's a constant thing and you know from the beginning it's a race against time they have 16 hours and mm-hmm. then they just gun it and i like that though i mean i you know let's take it chapter two for example earlier in the year yeah. um it chapter two it had a lot of story to tell it was already pushing it for runtime as it was but it had a lot of story to tell that it had to tell and yeah. it 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 also kind of ran through, but I still think that it, you know, on further reflection, it felt rushed. 
there was a shitload of story to tell. They had a finite amount of time to tell it. Yep. They managed to tell all of it, but it still felt rushed, which is kind of not very fair for the film that it felt rushed, but no. it, it kind of did feel a little bit rushed. Like, it felt like it was at a run. This one, they had a lot to tell, they had a lot to wrap up, and they, again, I'm... Uh, disrespect to the two before it the two films before this one this did a good job at wrapping up that story there were definitely there were definitely a couple of loose ends but it it wrapped up the story and and there was a um there's a quote that i wanted to to read out um yeah just looking for where it is um here we go This follow-up feels like a lack of conviction from the franchise as a whole. This is despite the film being just about the best possible version of a final Star Wars film. And that is totally correct. Because it is. It is is a, a fault of Star Wars itself that this film is what it is, but also this film is the best possible version of a final Star Wars film, you know, yeah. if you think about the weakness of the um, prequel trilogy, mm. you think of the weakness of this trilogy, and you think of the almost outdatedness of the original trilogy. I say that with full respect, by the way. I, I love the original trilogy. But think about it. It was a long time ago. So if you think about that, this is definitely the best outcome we could have hoped for. We had, sure, there may have been issues within the film, Yes, it may have been wrapping up a storyline that we didn't need and that we didn't really... Yeah. That shouldn't have existed. Yes, there were problems between it. Yes, there were, you know, intermittent issues of, you know, different storylines started and ended and, you know, where is this going and what direction is it going and one director doing this, one director doing that, different storyline here, different storyline there. But anyway, this, this the ending of the film, the way they end the saga was great i thought they did a great job at ending the saga i think it had great timing it had great presence i think that we had great effects we had great um a great score to go with it we had great you know sound effects and and actions and we're seeing power from people that we didn't we had that sort of power we knew they had lots of power but i'm talking about palpatine again dragging down the opposition basically emping every single um rebel spacecraft you know we, also, we saw new, this new force abilities yeah exactly we're, we're seeing all these things we're seeing the strength of what ray really was is that that ultimate power of of jedi we had jedi coming back to lend their voices to speak to ray yeah you know that's fantastic we had all these people from all these different star wars films all these elements of star wars films coming back as voices in and ray's just, head to say just- we're with you not just even the films. I I, I told you this before. Mm. My favorite moment in the entire movie is hearing Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn again. But it wasn't it, that it was just that. It was him. It was Sam Jackson. It was uh, Frank Oz. It mm-hmm. was um, Hayden Christensen. It was Freddie Prinze Jr. as Kanan from Star Wars Rebels. The mm-hmm. voice of Ahsoka in Clone Wars was in there. Like, it was Jedi across the canon. Mm, coming and back to speak, like... Yeah, it just, it linked it the way it was meant to. They they wrapped up the Star Wars Skywalker saga the way it should have been wrapped up. 
and I don't mean the rest of the film, I'm talking about the way they wrapped up the entire arc of it. Yeah. Good versus evil. Yeah. You know, they had a little bit of sappiness in there, which you need. You know, you had Ray and you had Ben standing side by side. You know, someone turned from the dark side to the light side there to take on the evil. And they won because that's what happens in this story. It's a fairy tale. Once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away, you know, yeah. like this is a, a, a fairy tale and it ended with a happy ending because of course it did with a sunset that looked like BB-8, by the way. Um, I don't know if you noticed that, the, the fact that the, the two stars there side by side looked like um, BB-8. Yeah, it was <laughs> the right colors too. But yeah, look, the ending was perfect and you cannot fault this film for its ending and it ended the Star Wars Sky- Skywalker saga the way that it should have ended. So that's why it's my favorite of the trilogy. Um, it's not my favorite in the series. I think I prefer all three of the original films just for, I think, nostalgia gets a lot of points there, but even still, um, yeah. I think the original the original three rate higher, then it's probably this one, then it's probably Revenge of the Sith, then it's probably... Um, then it's probably um, The Last Jedi, then it's probably... Um, a Force Awakens, and then it's probably the the first two of the prequel trilogy because they were just the most boring things, and they're the most painful things to watch. In fact, I don't think I've been able to finish watching um, Attack of the Clones. More See, than I I still twice. like I still like the Phantom Menace because that was I I remember walking into that cinema at the age of seven. I can remember it, it too. I can still remember that too, but I just remember how badly it was acted and how fucking annoying. Jar Jar Binks is. Yeah, but I I also just remember being seven and realizing that there was a new Star Wars because by by that age I had already seen the originals countless times. I loved them and it was such a big deal. So I just mm. loved it anyway. And I still I, I still have a lot of love for the Phantom Menace. I don't think that it's a great Star Wars film by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think it's even a great film, full stop. But I still like it a lot. It also has the single greatest piece of music ever written for Star Wars. It has one of, if not the greatest lightsaber duel of all time. It just, Mm -hmm. it has things in it. It gave us pod racing, something we had no idea as a fan base that we needed or wanted. And now Mm. we've had it for 20 years. We've had that. And games from it too. Um, yeah, yeah, look, I. Uh, but the Skywalker saga is temporarily, at least, at a close. Until at an they end. decide to do 10, 11, and 12. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I. Th- I'm genuinely a little fr- terrified about that. Yeah, where to from here? Do you undo and piss on, you know, this, the trilogy before it as much as this one did to the one before it? don't know but um yeah we'll see drew let's yes. get to the scores i would love to hear your scores please okay uh on a technical level for this one uh, and drew, drew, drew before you start before you get started yeah yeah this film not the not the not the the 
um, trilogy. Maybe we'll do a, a single out of ten. Oh yeah, than oh two, yeah. Two this tens. is just after that, movie. But just for this we will, film, we will come back and do a a very Star Wars episode where we go into all of them and I think so, and yes. our feelings on all of it. And I think that needs to wait a little while because this movie was so much to digest and so much. Yeah, to we need it. We need to let it. We need to let it die. If we we'll do that in yeah. the new year, we'll let it let it come back to it. Let's do yeah. a Star Wars one, and perhaps to to line up with a um an anthology film coming out or something like that in the lead yes. up to that maybe we'll do that yeah but yeah look even after two viewings of it and i'm really glad I, I went i the second time i watched it was 18 hours after the first mm-hmm. screening I, I went to a midnight session and then went to a six twenty session this evening and it just there's so much at two hours and 20 two hours and 21 minutes it is a lot to take in um, look, on a technical level, I'm going to give it an eight. And the reason I give it so much is genuinely because I thought they had a Herculean task of mm-hmm. making this film work. Your lead actress has passed away. You're inheriting a movie that someone else has written and you have to rewrite the thing and make a deadline. And it has to come out good. Plus... There was there was just too much hinging on it. I th- I genuinely believe that that was an almost impossible task, and I think JJ is the perfect person to do it. And I know he is self confessed he is no good at endings. He is very mm. open about that. But Lost. Yeah, from what I understand, <laughs> I know there's a lot of hatred. I don't know the mm-hmm. ending. I just know there's a lot of hatred. <laughs> but. I think he did a damn good job given what he had to work with. Like, mm-hmm. and it was just little things. It was the tiniest little things. I don't know about you. Did you notice um, when all the when all the ships arrived at the end and it cut to an older pilot going, nice job there, Lando. Did you mm-hmm. notice that? Mm-hmm, yeah. That was Wedge from the original trilogy. I didn't know that. That's Wedge fantastic. Wedge Antilles, same actor, brought him back to play Wedge once more. That's like, fantastic. It was just... Uh, what, one little, one little criticism, just on there, one little criticism. I think they had Lando laugh too many times. Yeah, they, they did. They, he, his go-to line was, nice going, Chewie. Ha 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 ha. Yep. It's like stop, stop and to, laughing, and to get him to go. I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just like little things, but but it was, was great like, to see Lando. Oh, it wasn't. Give Leia my love. It was just yeah. so funny and fun, and I there were so many technical things that were clever in there. I liked how it was written. I liked what they did with. 3PO to give him a, a proper story. That was mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. I I don't know about you, but I love our new droid, Dio. Uh, no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. Do you know who the voice of Dio was? Yeah, it was JJ. Yeah, how good was that? I it was that so good. I, yeah, so did I. And I loved, I loved the character. It was just such a, a funny little, happy little droid, but just yeah. so intimidated, but so polite. <laughs> And the other scriptwriter, Chris Terrio, he played Admiral Akbar's son, I'm assuming, that that was in there as well. 
Yeah, calling him Junior or whatever they were calling him. Yeah, yeah. yeah he he was in there, and just mm, that's fantastic. it was just the little things, and and they do come under technical for me because I think they are technical achievements. Also, Leia, that is a technical achievement. Holy crap! Like yeah. you know, because you can't not know, but w- like th- that it was done the way it was done. But I would hope that a kid 20 years from now watches the movie and has no clue about the fact that she had died and that they used her footage. I would sincerely they used, hope... They used, they used old footage, as you were saying, shot from A Force Awakens. Yeah. And, and they also used... Apparently then, some then they from just The Last Jedi fantastic. as well. And the story just fit. Like, yeah, it worked. I... I... I can't, like, I, I've, it was so good. And you know, like, like you're always going to know, and you're going to nitpick, but I still think they did such a good job with that, that they wrote it in and gave her such a, a significant fleshed out part in there. Mm. It worked. So yeah, eight out of 10 on the technical level, enjoyment level whole eight and a half I really loved it I loved it enough that I dragged it didn't even drag myself I made damn certain that I went to watch it again and I took someone along to make sure they Mm -hmm. watched it it just Mm -hmm. it it was for me I couldn't get enough of it I needed to see it again I, I, yeah. I enjoyed every frame of it. I just, like, I didn't find it boring. I didn't find anything unnecessary. It just, it it did what I wanted it to do. It gave me what I wanted, especially Liam Neeson. That was the one thing I desperately wanted <laughs> out of it. You don't understand. I've waited years, years for him to come did back. You want, I, yeah. Did you want more involvement or are you happy with the involvement? Oh, look, I wanted to see them all come back as Force Ghosts, and I thought I might have gotten that. I thought when she was standing in the Sith uh, throne room, I thought they were all going to stand behind her as ghosts, and I really wanted that. But I understand why they didn't. I I get why they did it the way they did, but still, I I just, I waited years for Liam Neeson. I really did. (laughs) He was just... Qui-Gon is just the best. Have you ever seen the, the thing, Qui-Gon Jinn, worst Jedi ever? And it, uh... and it runs you... It, it just takes all these snippets of moments of Qui-Gon, and you look at it and go, oh my god, he really was the worst Jedi. Yeah, he I have caused seen that. everything. <laughs> yes. it's, it's just complete ignorance I of think, it. I think, you, I think you sent that to me about, like, a year and a half or so ago. We were it's, talking about it for some yeah. reason, and then, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's really sad, though. He's but he does it with awesome. such conviction as well. Yeah, yeah. But he's also the first Jedi to find their way to the netherworld of the Force. Uh, yeah, yeah, true, 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 true. And and he, he then teaches Yoda. Like it's just, it's fascinating. And I need to mm. continue watching the Clone Wars cartoons because they delve into it. And Liam Neeson is in the Clone Wars cartoons as Qui Gon, and it shows how he trains Yoda and how he gets him through it all. Now I want to watch that for that exact reason. Yeah, like um, it, it's just fascinating. But yeah, eight and then an eight and a half. That's my scores. 
on to you. I'm going to flip them and say, no, oh, Jesus. I think I'll give it, I'll give it eight and a half um, technical. Yep. Um, that one is, I'm fairly sure of. And it's because, I mean, as, as you mentioned, all, all the hurdles that they had to overcome push it that much further. I mean, again, this film on its own is a sequel. And I know I mentioned we weren't going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about the series, but I'm going to talk about the fact that this had several other storylines that it had to wrap up. Yeah. So it had to wrap up a series. It had to wrap up a series of three films and it had to wrap up a series of nine films. It had to respect all elements of it. Um, good or bad, it had to had to respect them. The, the um, hero character, um, one of the three hero characters, this was meant to be her film, as in Carrie Fisher's. This was meant to be Carrie Fisher's, like, kind of attention film. Um, but she died. So to change the script to still be kind of sequential and be appropriate and fit, but suddenly having such a gaping hole in it, as we've, as we heard you told mm. me that, you know, she was meant to finally use her um, lightsaber and stuff like that. And it turns out that went to Ray to give to um, Ben and everything, you know, there were just so many bits of it that were kind of like, yeah, um, they had to re rewrite. They rewrote everything fantastically. They removed what I think is a pretty shit writer in Colin Trevorrow. He still got a, a mention in the script uh, as a, a writer, so I'd like to know how much of his script they kept because I don't like him as a writer mm. based off the Jurassic World films. Um, so he was removed, so good move there. They brought in J.J. Abrams, who I think um, was probably the best man for the job then, besides maybe going back to George Lucas and going, George, you know what? Fuck it. Go for it. We can't mess this up any more than we already have. Go for it. Can you um, imagine if they gave it to John Favreau? I keep thinking about this. That would have been a good move, actually. That would have been the best move that they could have done, but they and, didn't. And it's, and it's odd because he's had a dud this year with The Lion King, but... Yeah, but, but even still, I think he could have... He, I think he would have been amazing at it. I, just, I think he should have done the, the, the first one. I think he should have started the series off. I just He's keep, the best at starting a series. <laughs> but we just keep watching the Mandalorian each week and it's fast becoming the best thing to happen to star Wars since 1977. Like still haven't watched the Mandalorian. I'll get to it. I promise you'll, you'll by the time you start watching it, you're just going to sit there wondering why they don't let him do everything for star Wars. Why is he not making well, every single well, why, star Wars why movie? Why didn't he, why didn't they bring him on board to do the force awakens? I don't know. Sure, I, I see why I they, I see why they the went running. to JJ, but come on. I remember he was in the running. Like, mm. he was, he's been in the running with Star Wars for a long time. But What a good job he would have done. Wait till you watch The Mandalorian. Oh my god. It, it's just... I, okay. I, I still, I'm still speechless at how good it is. Okay. Just it's um, a, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other episode yeah, for us yeah. to talk about. Um, but yeah, look, I give it a technical of eight and a half because yep. it is, yeah, the Herculean effort, the things that they had to do, the respect they had to show, um, and to the wrap time, up nine time they had, 
wrap up nine movies in a respectable amount of time without making it feel overpaced. And in fact, because of the way that this paced itself, it's amazing how this works, but a film comes out and shows you or sets sets a precedent. Um, again, even if you don't like the film on its own, look at look at what it did and think of the technicality of doing it. It makes it chapter two, which I kind of gave a bit of credit for being able to tell so much a story without feeling particularly rushed. It just shows just how rushed it did feel, yeah. based off of how well this this got through through it, what it had to. Um, personally, personally, I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. Now I'll give it an eight and a half again. Because it's not quite a nine level of enjoyment. It's not quite not not so high up there. Because there is a lot of errors with it. Yeah, but I, it's, but, I found but that it's, as well. And and it, there's a lot of errors in it because of what's come before it. As in storylines don't really make sense. Yeah. Um, again, I don't mean that in the sense that they've they. I think technically they did a good job of wrapping it all up. But personally, you can see where maybe they didn't do as good a job as I wish they had. Like, I had a lot of high hopes. I wished they did They did some things. They did other things. They did things that made sense for the sense that, again, Palpatine coming back. I hate that he did, but I see why they did it, so I get why they rewrote him back into it. I, um, I'm But I don't like that, that they brought him back. I think it... No, I think I, it, I'm not. It brings it full circle in a way it's meant to. Yeah, and no, but uh, see, I get that, and that's why technically I think that that was a good thing that they did. But personally, I don't like that because I just hate the fact that that's where they went, especially on the back of the fact that we had Snoke there, and I think Snoke is the worst character to come into Star Wars since fucking um, Jar Jar Binks. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, look, I like it, but it's it's not quite a nine. But it's an ending. It's a good ending. Look, um, you've, let's see what comes from the anthology series. Look, you've you've had the enthusiasm and and the joy of the film that I had, and mm-hmm. and I, I, I hadn't mentioned this to you when we walked out. Our friends, who we love dearly, mm-hmm. were so torn about it and indifferent in many respects and not happy with so many things, and I was just standing there going. Did we watch the same movie? I really enjoyed it. Like, but so did I. But and, and but what's interesting, Drew, is is so so sometimes when we're together and we go and see a film, yes, we feed off of each other's either excitement for it or yep. dislike for it. Yeah, you know, look at Alien Isolation. Uh, not I say Isolation. That was the game. Look at Alien. What was Whatever the game? The movie called uh, Alien. The shit one. Um, yeah, I hated that film so much. I know. And I, 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 and I reckon that I almost influenced you to be almost disrespectful of the film uh, more than what you would have if I wasn't there. I look am, at other look, films. I, I am cynical of many things in that movie, but I still like. I like elements of it, but I, I'm still mad at it. I am, and mm. and I still haven't bought it. I still haven't put any money into purchasing that one. Mm. But yes, I get what your concern is. Yeah, but this- it, and but but all, but also you see what I mean by we kind of play off each other in terms of our whether we like something or don't like something. It feeds off of what the other one's feeling, and it's interesting when you when you called me about this one. We hadn't spoken beforehand. We hadn't spoken about the film so much beforehand. But nope. I mentioned to you that 
it's probably my favorite in the series. And you said interesting. And the fact that interesting yeah. was the first thing that you said, I was like, oh, does Drew disagree? No, you didn't disagree. It's that everyone else disagreed. But the it's- fact that us through no communication felt the same way for the same reasons, that's why I think that I- surely we're not alone in that. Yeah, look, I I couldn't believe it last night. The others are, are just, they, they were not happy about this. They were not happy about that. They enjoyed these things about it. Like, they, they did enjoy a lot of elements of it. Mm-hmm. and but, but they still had a lot of issues with it. And here's me, just, I, I was so starry-eyed and excitable and very pleased because yes. I knew what had gone in and I just, I was so happy with the end result. And yep. I was really disheartened that, that the others were like, oh, well, this, 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 and this. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But still, like, we've just seen Star Wars and we've just seen Star Wars finish. And and yeah. I, I had no idea how you were going to take to it. But yep. I when I went again this evening and we got to the end of the movie... And I've turned to Jessie and she's just grinning from ear to ear and she absolutely loved it. I, I, I was so relieved. I was like, finally, because the others didn't, didn't have the excitement that I had, but she was pulling the same dumb face that I was pulling when I finished it the first time. Yeah. And I was so relieved. And then I looked at my phone and I saw the message from you, what, 20 minutes beforehand going, I'm sitting in the cinema about yeah. to go. I was like, okay. Yeah. Let's see Let's how see this what turns out. <laughs> I had no idea how you were going to take to it. I, I had no clue because I I can see how this movie has divided everyone. Yeah, I, yeah, I certainly. totally see how it's dividing audiences. I disagree with how it's divided the critics and how... I disagree with the position that people are taking, you know, yeah, and where the, uh, where the... No, and where the anger is being guided to. It's not towards... It should be towards the film. It's towards what happens. It shouldn't be the ratings of this film that kind of cop the hit of it I, or the brunt of it. I honestly think it's better than Return of the Jedi, and I think that it should have a higher rating on Rotten Tomatoes than Return of the Jedi does. It's just... Yep, fair. But but I have a lot um, of arguments about that movie, so... <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. But, um, Drew, yes. let's get to our sick hit of the week. We're running so over time here. I we really are, the but... Extended episode. But it's fine. It d- kind of deserves it and needs it. It does. It's um, Star Wars. I have no idea where it goes this week, though, because I don't know who in the world of Star Wars we have and have not given it to before. Uh, do we give it to a safe bet here? And I say a safe bet because... They had nothing to do with, nothing official to do with the creation of this trilogy. Yeah. They had everything to do with the creation of the original trilogy, the one that we all love. Yes, they had a lot to do with the, yep. the, the prequel trilogy that everyone hates. And this but is also, what I'm wondering: Have we ever given? But it also, to they him? were given. I don't think so. And also, they were giving it, gave him free will to do whatever the hell he wanted. So he just literally did exactly what he wanted, with oh, yeah. the mind of maybe doing a sequel trilogy to it. In which case, he'd do something epic like the original trilogy was. So we didn't get to mm. see that ever happen. So do, you, do we give it to a safe bet and say, I think we do. George Lucas, for giving us Star Wars, yep. here's to you. Thanks, George. Yeah, yep. well done. Excellent. Sick end of the week. Drew, Philip. absolute sick end of the week. Drew, we did it. We got there. We um, did it. Oh, my goodness. Touch over an hour and 20 minutes long. 
that's okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, as always. Thank um, you. For those listeners now who are getting to the end of the podcast, Drew, I'm now going to edit this podcast to get it up before Thursday ends for me. Jolly it's only good. four o'clock in the afternoon, so I'll make sure I get it up before Thursday ends for me. It's Friday morning for you. Thank you very much for staying up to do this. I appreciate it. Thank you for going um, to an early session. No, happy to, happy to do it. I'll get a good night's sleep tonight, that's for, sh- for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll get this up. For all your listeners, thank you very much, Drew. Drew, how do we end this uh, little podcast? Yep. 